Hello, this is Kenny, and welcome to my podcast. This is the very first edition, the number one podcast, so you may have to bear with me. We are going to talk a little bit, I guess I say we, I am going to talk a little bit about evolution versus creation. I know there are people on both sides of this. I understand why people believe in evolution. Because it's taught in schools. It's taught in all of your high schools and all of your colleges. Evolution is taught as a fact in these science books. However, I do believe that it is fake. It is not facts. It's fake facts, if you will. So it's really pretty simple. I believe in God, and I believe God created the earth, the universe, and everything in it. Now, evolutionists believe some pretty far out stuff and I have a few examples here for example if you're an evolutionist you have to believe that 20 billion years ago there was a big bang that's the big bang theory 20 billion years ago there was a big bang where nothing exploded and produced everything now 4.6 billion years ago the earth cooled down. You see, it was hot after the Big Bang. So it had to cool down, and it made a hard, rocky crust. Now, it rained on this rocky crust for millions of years. This rain, of course, created the oceans, and it also turned some of these rocks into soup. The soup Three billion years ago, okay, so it took another couple billion years, so three billion years ago, the soup came alive on its own, and then slowly over the next billions of years evolved into everything that you see today. This is, of course, what science teachers and schools teach. I'm not against science, schools, or teachers in any way. I'm not against science. But I believe there's a difference between real science and fake science. I think that the evolution is fake science. So 20 billion years ago, everything started with a big bang. So prior to the big bang, they say there was nothing. So nothing exploded into something. So what exactly exploded? Well, Nothing. Nothing exploded. Literally nothing. So then something happened to nothing, which triggered the largest explosion in history, and here we are. So that sounds to me more like science fiction than science. Of course, none of this can be proved. It's all scientific hearsay, and since we can't see it, we can't observe it, We can't replicate it. That's not science. There is no scientific method here. So, sounds to me like it's religion. You have to believe it. You have to have faith this stuff really happened because there's no proof. And that's fine if you want to believe it. That's fine. However, it is a belief. It is a religion. It's not science. Evolutionists think that they have proof, scientific proof, and we'll touch on a couple of those. A couple of them, we have carbon dating, we have the fossil record, and we have fossils. 
and they use these items as proof of evolution. I was watching one professor in a debate. He was talking to a well-known creationist and the professor said, he said, you mean to tell me you think that all the dogs on this earth, and there's over like a thousand varieties of dogs, all the thousands of varieties of dogs on this earth came from only two dogs on Noah's Ark. You expect me to believe that? He was asked, but you expect anybody to believe that all these thousands of dogs on the earth came from a rock? All, they all came from the Big Bang, from primordial ooze billions of years ago, and slowly evolved into these dogs. I have an easier time believing that there were two dogs on the ark, and these are descendants of those two living dogs, rather than claiming that all of these dogs on earth are from a Big Bang from nothing. Some of these other evolutionists, some of their greatest evidences, they claim, are the fossils. I don't think so. If you find a fossil in the dirt, all you know, really, is that it died. You don't know that it had any kids. You sure don't know that it had any different kids other than itself. So, we don't know that it had evolved into anything or that any of its ancestors ever evolved into anything. All we have is a fossil. That is what evolutionists claim are some of the proofs for evolution from monkeys to men. They find a bone, random bone, in the dirt, and they claim that it is an ancestor to all the humans today. You don't know that it's the ancestor to anybody. It's merely a fossil. And why on earth would you think that a bone in the dirt could have done anything that animals currently can't do? Animals today only have offspring of their own kind. For example, if you have a dog and it gets pregnant, you have pups. If you have a cat and it gets pregnant, you now have kittens. If you have a cow and it gets pregnant, you now have a calf. Cats don't bear dogs. Cats don't bear rats. They're all the same kind. So why would anybody assume that this bone in the dirt came from a different animal or any of its ancestors were different than what it is itself? I guess a question that I would have is if monkeys evolved into men why do we still have monkeys? Why do we still have monkeys running around if monkeys evolved? I mean, are the monkeys that we currently have, are they like the retarded monkeys? They're retarded, they just haven't turned into people just yet, they're waiting. I mean, if I was a monkey, I would want to go ahead and do the evolution and evolve because why would I want to be stuck out in the woods when I could evolve into a human and be, you know, driving around a Cadillac? So they must be retarded monkeys. Also, one of the things these evolutionists talk about is the fossil record. They love to talk about the fossil record and fossils. 
but they can't seem to come up with any fossils of all these missing links. Everybody's heard of a missing link, so that is the fossil between the monkey and between the man, for example. And that's just one example. Now, there should be literally millions of fossils that are in between, but there's none. Now, there is in a textbook where they claim to have found some bones, like Lucy, they call a missing link. These bones were actually scattered out all over the place, and they piecemealed them together, and later come to find out they were nothing more than bones of a chimpanzee and a couple other animals molded together. They have been proven as fakes, but they're still listed in the textbooks as real. So they're still relying on a fake hoax for their proof instead of anything else because they don't have any. So there should literally be millions of fossils between supposedly dinosaurs, you know, turned into birds. So the ancestor of your modern day chicken is a dinosaur, like a, a Tyrannosaur Rex. So there should be millions of fossils between that dinosaur and a chicken, but there are none. So these missing links are missing. They're still missing. So one of the other things they like to talk about is, of course, radiometric or carbon dating. They always want to talk about carbon dating and so they can supposedly prove these fossils are the age they're claiming. But one thing I've noticed is whenever they actually try to carbon date something that they know the age of, it doesn't seem to work. It's always way off. It only seems to be accurate whenever they don't know the age of whatever it is they're carbon dating. I mean, how convenient is that? I mean, that must be really nice to only assume this carbon dating works on a fossil. And then all of a sudden, it's really, really old. But if you have a item or an animal that's living and you try it, it doesn't work. And I have a couple examples here that I dug out, for example, and this was published in a journal called the Antarctic Journal, Volume 6, it was in 1971, page 211. They took a freshly killed seal, okay, they freshly killed seal, and they carbon dated it. Well, guess, well, guess how old it, it claimed it was? Well, it claims that it's 1,300 years old. So I wouldn't exactly call that accurate. I mean, a freshly killed seal is 1,300 years old. So we have another one in Science Magazine in Volume 224. It was um, done in 1984. They took shells from living snails. So these snails were alive. They took the shells and tested them, and they carbon dated as being 27,000 years old. So these are snails that are currently alive in 1984, so they would be, you know, current, alive. Carbon dated is 27,000 years old. So this sounds to me more like junk science every time you talk about it. We have another instance that was published, and this was about a baby frozen mammoth that was found in Antarctica. So... 
they'd start carbon dating different areas of this animal. They dig it out of the ground along with all the debris around it and they send it off. Well, one part of this mammoth was dated at 40,000 years old. Another lab tested another part of the animal and it tested out to be 26,000 years old. And then they sent the wood that it was laying in next, next to this carcass to another lab and the wood tested out to be nine to 10,000 years old. So that's the kind of science we're using to carbon date these fossils. Now to me, that's fake science fiction, not real science, but you know, these guys believe it. They actually believe it. And they will literally base their whole entire life on this kind of science. They will, science says, you know, you believe in God. That's so ridiculous. You believe in a fake God that you can't see. It's like, I'm, and I'm thinking, you believe in what? Carbon dating and fossils? I mean, come on now. And we have another bit of evidence that the evolutionists use. And it's called vestigial organs. So a vestigial organ is an organ that we supposedly don't need anymore. We've evolved past needing it. One example of this is the appendix. They have claimed for years that the appendix is a useless organ that we don't need. So we must have evolved to where we don't need it. Other scientists, however, have figured out now that the appendix is actually needed. It's part of your immune system. Now, you can live without it. You can live just fine without it, but you may or may not be susceptible to other kinds of diseases without this organ because it helps protect you. So, again, we have these evolutionist scientists that say, see, here's an example of evolution. You have an organ here in your body that you can live without. My rebuttal to that would be, you know, you can also live without both of your legs you can live without both of your arms. You can live without both of your eyes. But just because you can live without them does not prove that you don't need them. They also teach that years ago, millions of years ago, man, in this evolutionary process, had a tail. As you know, we used to be monkeys, according to them. So at one point we had a tail, and we gave up the tail. We don't have the tail anymore. We lost the tail in the evolutionary process because we just don't need it. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself here, we don't need it? We don't need a tail? I mean, do you know how handy having a tail would be? I'd love to have a tail. I mean, you could use the tail like if you've got two bags of groceries in your hand, you want to unlock the door, you can't get your keys, you can't, you've got to set a bag of groceries down. Well, if you had a tail, you could use the tail possibly to unlock the door or to help hold a bag of groceries. So, I mean, I personally think having a tail would be nice. But, you know, evolutionists say we don't need it. The evolutionary process decided we don't need a tail, so we don't need it. That's the kind of science we're dealing with. So we have lots of this evolutionary wisdom going on. I prefer to believe in what the Bible says, like in 1 Corinthians 3.19. 
For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. That's more, more along the lines of what I believe. The smarter we seem to be getting here with all of these new evolution, climate change, just you name it, we're actually getting dumber. It's foolishness. So, point being, if you want to believe in the Big Bang Theory, that's fine. You can be a fool. You can believe in it. And if you want to believe in it and claim it's science, just know it's not science. It's religion. You have to believe in it. There is no proof. So it's a religion. It's a belief. Creationism is also a belief. But I would rather believe... You know, there's a God who made the world not just believe in random nonsense and that you came from nothing and you'll return to nothing. So, if there is a God, which I believe there is, he made the world and he owns it. He can do whatever he wants with it. He makes the rules. And I think we should find out who he is. Find out what he wants. Maybe we should do what he says. Of course, you can find out all this information, what he wants, who he is, and what he says. You can find it right in the Holy Bible. You can find anything you want to know about it in the Bible. Um, our current Bible, like the King James Version, has been around six, since 1611. That's when it was translated into English. So we've had the information for a long time. It's just a matter of what you want to do with the information. And so we have evolution being taught to these kids. And evolution's a joke. It's a fake joke. And the problem is, is this fake science is being taught to students every day and they believe it. And what it does is destroys their faith in God. It destroys their faith in the Bible. Why? Because they don't believe they have a creator they believe that they're just random. They're random nothingness that came from a monkey who came from a rock, from a big bang of nothing. Life doesn't mean anything. You have no purpose. And there's nothing to look forward to when you die. They don't believe there's a heaven. You just return back to, I guess, you know, the dirt from which you came and go back to nothing. So, my question would be, you know, if you believe that, you know, if you died today, what do you think is going to happen to you? Where would you go? You know, if that's just the end of it, you've got literally nothing to look forward to. I personally believe that there is something to look forward to. God is real. Heaven is real. You have a soul. You were meant for more. So, if you're listening to this and you are saved, I think you should get saved if you're not saved. Um, if you are saved, you should find something to do for the Lord. You should stop worrying about getting a fancier car or a fancier house and start worrying about who is and who isn't going to heaven or going to hell. I mean, there's a possibility you have a good job and you have money and maybe God gave you that good job so you can help people, so you can help spread the good news of his kingdom, of the coming of his kingdom, good news of people going to heaven, 
And instead of spending all your money on worldly items like bigger cars, bigger houses, fancier everything, I mean, you can still have that stuff, but spend a little bit on furthering God's kingdom. I sure hope this has helped you in some way, shape, form, or fashion. If it has helped you, that's great. Um, I pray that you share it or send a link to somebody. I plan on adding more in the future, in the near future. So, thanks for listening, and God bless you.